episode, what, um, 18 here in season three. Already three years of this stuff. Well, yeah, and um, plenty of stupidity, you know. Um, just so that you know, this is the bonus feed, okay? The good stuff I save for the weekend feed, which will have my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero, who is right now um, gallivanting off in the woods of North Carolina, um, looking at the autumn colors when they could be looking at the beautiful autumn colors here in central Pennsylvania and up in northern Pennsylvania. But, you know, I guess you get what you pay for, okay? But my family decided over the weekend to uh, take a little day of vacation and travel down to our nation's capital to view the new museum that opened up there, the Museum of the Bible, which was kind of nice, but it was a very nice, politically correct Museum of the Bible. Um, it was okay. I'll give it a three and a half stars. The multimedia part was pretty good. The exhibits, eh, not so much. They had a lot of um, of the, uh, what, image on glass and facsimile. Dead Sea Scrolls was a facsimile. You'd think for a DC museum, you'd probably have more original exhibits. Now, the floor that had all the different Bibles was interesting. You saw the first King James Bible, and right next to it was a uh, the very first fundamental preacher who decided that that was the language that Jesus spoke. No, that didn't happen, but still. Um, and I saw the Gutenberg Bible, although I felt really old when I actually saw the Bible called Good News for Modern Man. Remember that that Bible came out like in the mid-60s? That was in there. And the Living Bible, the original Living Bible, the kind of the olive green cover, you know? It's like, wow. Now now I feel like I belong in a museum, you know? But And, of course, I don't recommend eating anything at museums like that because you're going to need a small business loan to pay for it. Seriously. I mean, our family of four, we decided to have lunch at the cafe because it would be cheaper than going to the big restaurant, the biblical gardens, right? And sitting out on the deck, okay? So we saved a little money by going to the cafe where they had like a limited menu. Grandma decided she's going to pay for the lunch, right? The lunch, which consisted of kind of a half-heated panini, um, a bag of chips and a drink. And I got a bowl of minestrone soup, which was actually not bad. The whole thing came to 63 bucks. Yeah, so, yeah, they got to pay the rent somehow. Anyway, um, but that was our weekend. Um, and trust me, you know, we didn't get stopped by the Pelosi police, but everywhere you went, you know, everybody had to wear masks, you know, in D.C., and, you know, we stayed in the hotel. Masks are required, okay? So we went in with masks until we saw everybody inside not wearing them. So I took mine off. This whole thing is just so stupid. You know, it really is. So and uh, if you're tired of the stupidity and you just want to escape from all of it, that's why you're here. Because we got so much stupidity here that the stupidity that you have to endure from day to day really pales in comparison. You big dummy, you big dummy, you big dummy On a dirt clod out in space Where it stops nobody knows Cause it's a great
the midweek feed of my stupid world. Yes, indeed. I'm Eric Lane, insane Eric Lane, feeling a little more insane than usual this week just because of all the insanity going on. Glad you have decided to check out the bonus edition the of our uh, uh, stupid world, my stupid world here. And well, we've got plenty of stupidity to share with you. And of course, you know you've done something stupid. So whatever you hear in the podcast today on this particular episode, it's probably going to make you feel much better because, hey, you know, you can't be as stupid as some of these people. So right off the bat, you know, you're going to want to share this with somebody because you know they felt the same way. All right. Don't forget to subscribe, too, so you can get your stupid fix and have those new episodes coming. In fact, there'll be another episode coming for the weekend every Saturday. It's the weekend feed with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero with more brilliant stupidity from Florida and beyond, of course. And uh, we've got the Insane Game Show. We do that as well. Coming up later on in this episode, though, of course, we will give you the, uh, you know, the Genius Awards and the Insane Week in Review of all of this stupidity as well. And obviously, all this stuff is five-star stupidity, so I hope you give it a five-star rating, okay? And maybe even write a really stupid review, uh, you know, I might even read one of your reviews in a future episode. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, it's even more important to, you know, rate and review it because for some reason that it has some kind of clout. I don't know why, but it does. And you can also interact with me and the podcast and get real, uh, real-time real updates. Uh, join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel. If you've never tried Telegram, it's a great messaging app. Um and so you can join that channel and you can uh, check out the links to some of the <clears throat> stupidity that I feature with every episode. You can also uh, leave a comment about it. You can uh, share the stories with friends, you know, this kind of thing. So if you want to join the, the channel uh, and download Telegram, you can do that in one place. T.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's T.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You'll get a preview of the channel and There'll be a button that you can easily download and install the Telegram app to your device, a desktop or mobile, Windows, Linux, Android, Apple, or whatever. And of course, you can follow me on social media at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter, or just uh, connect with me at my website at uh, InsaneEricLane.com. Um, and uh, trust me, we do our share of clowning around on the podcast. But the biggest clown of all, though, is Bozo. I used to watch Bozo. As a kid, on KATV Channel 7 in Little Rock, Arkansas, um, and uh, they had a guy there that used to, uh, well, he was one of the folks that had the Bozo license. It was a, one of these childhood memories I had, you know. I look forward every afternoon to come home, come home from school and at 3.30 in the afternoon, turn on Channel 7 and watch Bozo's Big Top Circus. <clears throat> yeah, well, you may not have heard but David Arquette has recently bought the rights to Bozo. It used to be owned by Larry Harmon. Larry passed away, and I guess his estate had it, but David recently bought the rights to Bozo the Clown. And by the way, he's the first new owner of that character in 65 years, and he has got some huge plans. Now, he did an interview with WGN Chicago. He said at one point there were 200 Bozos throughout America, Mexico, and Brazil. So we really want to sort of replicate that. He said you kind of have to think of it as uh, 
Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I fell in love with Bozo when I was a kid, and um, it really just lit my heart up. And uh, I want to bring that kind of joy to people of the world. There's a lot of uh, rebuilding we have to do for the love of clowns in general. But um, we're being really sensitive about it. There's going to be a lot of charity involved. That's the whole goal. A lot of charity, a lot of um, giving back, a lot of uh, laughing and smiling. At one point, there were 200 bozos throughout America and Mexico and Brazil. So we really want to sort of replicate that. We want to build a bozo family. You have to kind of think of it as uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So there's going to be some different elements, but uh, it's all to really... uh, spread laughter and joy i don't know whether david used that exact phrase about spider-man but it certainly sounds that we can uh, look forward to a bozo verse right (laughs) anyway well here's the problem though that dave i think is going to run into these days clowns are probably more associated with evil than family entertainment thanks to hollywood and even the nice harmless clowns are kind of seen as outdated. He says, there's just a lot of rebuilding we need to do for the love of clowns in general. We're real, really being sensitive about it, and there's going to be a lot of charity involved, right? Okay, well, the dude is so weird. I mean, I'll, I'll have to put the entire interview up on the uh, the the, uh, the Telegram channel to so you can get the whole context. But should be interesting, that's for sure, you know? But uh, why not? I mean, it's 2021. Let's reinvent Bozo. We got plenty of Bozos that we talk about on this podcast. And listen to what this Bozo did for his wife. Now, you really have to be either desperate or dedicated to do something like this. But this guy, I got to give him credit for starting a project and even sticking with it. But wouldn't it have been a whole lot cheaper to just add more windows? I don't know. But this 72-year-old guy in Bosnia and Herzegovina says that he was sick of his wife complaining about the views from their house. So he decided he would build her a new house that rotates, yeah, 360 degrees. It's built on top of a contraption that he engineered that rotates the entire building all at once. So the house actually itself hovers about two feet off the ground. He says his wife can sit now in one spot and rotate the house if she gets bored with what she's looking at or just wants more sun. So she can be looking at the river one minute, then rotate the house to watch the sunset if she wants to. She's also got the option to make it spin slow or fast. Now, it can do an entire full turn every 24 hours, or if she really wants a thrill, The top speed is a full rotation of 22 seconds. I'm just getting dizzy thinking about this. The husband says he did all the engineering and construction himself because he is retired and had plenty of time. Took him six years from start to finish. I'm telling you, this is definitely going in the Telegram channel for sure. He told his wife, I guess, to sit on it and rotate. And he meant it. (laughs) You know, I hope this doesn't give my wife any ideas. And to think I get upset when my wife asks me to change a channel. I don't know. Anyway, well, this couple was definitely sitting on it and rotating it. Yeah, Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles came uh, uh, came from behind recently to beat the Carolina Panthers. But 
Apparently that game wasn't exciting enough for these two fans who were at the stadium. There are videos that are now making the rounds online showing a man and a woman doing something together in a stall in the men's restroom. That's unclear exactly what is going on, but you can see both their feet under the stall. And by the time the videos start, a fairly large crowd has already gathered, including a few cops. Well, they knock on the door and ask them to come out. And as that's happening, the crowd starts chanting, Let them finish! Let them finish! Let them finish! Let's go, Brandon! Let's go! Oh, sorry. Well, the door eventually opens, and they both walk out. The man is put in handcuffs, but according to reports, they were not arrested. They were both fully clothed when the cops arrived, so they really weren't able to confirm that they were doing anything hinky. That said, though, it is against policy, though, for a woman to be in the men's room. So they were escorted out of the stadium. Now, here's the thing. Why didn't they just identify as, you know, she could identify as a man? Then everything would be okay, right? Because aren't restrooms supposed to be sort of all-inclusive now? I, I don't know. Definitely they had a lot of fun for that little evening at the ball game. But this definitely sounds like a little too much fun for a typical weeknight. Cops in Titusville, Florida were put on patrol around 2 a.m. when they spotted a rather, well, a fairly large fire in the middle of the road. Now, if you don't know where Titusville, Florida is, it's on the eastern coast of Florida, about 40 miles south of Daytona Beach. But the flames on this thing, four feet high. The fire was right in front of a 37-year-old guy's house. So they kind of figured he might have had something to do with it, especially since he was out drinking on his porch and holding a sword for some reason. That's Well, for Florida, though, that's still not too odd. The guy's name is Scott Taylor. According to the cops, he kept drinking as they talked to him and started chugging from a half gallon of Captain Morgan. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just a coincidence, but Captain Morgan also carries a sword, in case you didn't know. He eventually agreed to drop the sword and also a knife that was in his waistband, but he couldn't explain why he started the fire or maybe he was just too drunk to remember. It uh, turned out he'd been cited for illegal burns five other times in the past six months, so this time they arrested him. Once they got him to jail, he then intentionally broke a sprinkler and flooded his holding cell. Now he's facing charges of reckless burning of lands and felony criminal mischief. Of course, I'm surprised he was drinking Captain Morgan. I mean, he seems like the type of guy who really enjoys fireball. I mean, he was chugging liquor and setting huge fires. Needless to say, I guess when this guy parties, he gets absolutely lit. Well, okay. Um, I, I don't know. Well, over the last few days, um, you may not, may or may not have known, but it was National Coming Out Day. So this comes just in time for some super news. The New York Times reported that DC Comics has announced that the new Superman, Jonathan Kent, will be romantically involved with a male friend. Now, Jonathan is the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane. He's already faced modern foes that his 
Man of Steel father never confronted, like climate change caused wildfires and high school shootings and unfair deportations and Metropolis. Tom Taylor, the author of the new series, Superman, Son of Kal-El, said replacing Clark Kent with another regular Superman archetype would feel like a missed opportunity. Taylor tells the Times that a new Superman had to have new fights, real-world problems that he could stand up to as one of the most powerful people in the world. So on the bright side, I guess he'll never have to explain why he's wearing a cape and a blue leotard or unitard, I guess. I don't know. But I guess this kind of term kind of gives a whole new meaning to that term, man of steel. (laughs) What? What? Think about it. Well, they say no good deed goes unpunished. And here is a prime example. A guy in North Carolina was driving with his five kids when there was a wreck up ahead. So he immediately, good good Samaritan guy, going to stop and help. Okay? Happened in the northeast corner of the state, right near the Virginia border. Now, one of the people involved in the crash was this woman named Markle Hancocks. When she sees him jump out to help, she returned the favor by stealing his SUV with his five kids still inside. As she drove less than a mile before pulling over in a parking lot of a hotel, she then took off on foot, but police caught up with her nearby. Now, I know what you're thinking. All five kids are just fine. They were a bit freaked out, as you might expect, but none of them were really hurt. Markle now is facing charges for leaving the scene of an accident, larceny of a motor vehicle, and five counts of second-degree kidnapping. How stupid can you be? I, I, I don't understand. I don't know who's more stupid, the woman that stole the SUV or the guy that just decided to jump out of his vehicle at a random thing and help somebody. I mean, really, nowadays, you don't know what you're getting into. Well, here's something that our Israeli archaeologists didn't know what they were getting into. They were doing a little dig and uncovered a rare ancient toilet in Jerusalem that dated back to more than 2,700 years when private bathrooms were a luxury in the holy city. The Israeli Antiquities Authority said that the smooth carved limestone commode was found in a rectangular cabin that was part of a sprawling mansion overlooking what is now the old city. It was designed for comfortable sitting with a deep septic tank dug underneath. Only the rich could afford toilets, he said, adding that a famed rabbi once suggested that to be wealthy is to have a toilet next to his table. It's amazing how things have changed. Well, now we have gone from that now to having golden toilets. Well, there's animal bones and pottery that was also found in the septic tank. Could shed light on the lifestyle and the diet of people living at that time, as well as ancient diseases and antiquities, according to the authority. The archaeologists found stone capitals and columns from the era and said that there was evidence of a nearby garden with orchards and aquatic plants. More evidence there, I guess, that those living there were quite wealthy. Now, and I guess what, right next to it, they found an ancient can of air freshener? I don't know. I mean, what? That's kind of weird, isn't it? Even though it was, what, almost 3,000 years old, it was still cleaner than the toilet that you'll find at your neighborhood gas station restroom, you know? I mean, in order now to to get it working again, they just, what, have to jiggle the handle 24,000 times? I don't know. It's definitely a strange find, but here is a strange way for an employee of a jail to act, and it comes 
from my home state of Arkansas, where authorities in Perry County, which is not far from where my hometown is, they're saying that Assistant Jail Administrator Abby Strange did a rather strange thing by helping an inmate. Sandra Rappold, leave the, uh, uh, she leaves the detention center, okay? And investigators say she finished her shift, then disabled the alarms on Rappold's door and passed her key so she could vape marijuana. Yeah. After the uh, two left the detention center, um, I guess uh, Abby and Sandra both left, and the dispatcher on duty noticed a system warning saying the door was slightly open to the woman's pod. Police responded and found both Strange and Rappold. Both were arrested and both were returned to the detention center. Police say that Strange gave Rappold the marijuana vape pet. Strange uh, was fired, of course, now faces felony charges of impairing the operation of a vital public facility, among other things. Rappold was charged with third-degree escape even though a person from the jail assisted. So, that, you know, I might well just do a little vaping, that's all, wouldn't you? Know, come on. Oh, geez. Well, I mean, that's stupid enough, but this is almost refreshing about hearing about a grocery store dust-up that did not involve masks or people coughing or licking produce or something. Employees at a grocery store near Detroit, they call the cops, after a 45-year-old woman completely wigged out because she didn't like the mood music that was being played over the store's public address system. She complained that a song came on that was making her sad. And they demanded they skip to another song. Now, I'm not sure what the song was. The only way this was justified maybe is if they were playing that Sarah McLaughlin animal cruelty song or something. I don't know. But the employees told her they couldn't skip the song, but and they didn't know how. So that wasn't good enough for her. She starts screaming bloody murder at them, and they eventually call the cops. She was gone by the time the police got there, but for some reason, she also called the cops and told them where she was. They found her sitting in her car about two miles away, still angry. She accused one officer of lying and tried to drive off, but two cops used their cars to block her in, and they arrested her for hindering and obstructing a police officer, then let her go once she was processed. But then, it ain't over. She immediately walked back into the police department and started yelling and screaming at the receptionist. So they arrested her again for disorderly conduct. Is her name Karen? I mean, really, I don't know. I mean, seriously. All over a sad song in the grocery store? Sounds like that the only thing that's sad is this woman. She's a pretty sad individual. Definitely very awkward. I don't think I've ever heard of a story where the Muzak was depressing people. Well, I know first dates can be awkward, but here's a woman on Tic Tac who shared, or is it, oh, sorry, TikTok. <laughs> Here's a on tick this woman on TikTok shares a unique horror story that has since gone viral. Seems that the man that she met on a dating app really, I mean really liked Taco Bell tacos. Elsie Myers shares her epic worst first date experience, which includes him ordering 100 hard shell tacos and then have, having her pay for it. 
How does this happen? Well, Elsie shared her story in response to a question about her worst first date experience. She starts off by explaining that before meeting her husband, she had used these dating apps uh, to meet people. So the story begins uh, and starts off by um, explaining that, um, well, this particular man invites her out to dinner. So they plan to meet at first at his place. And when Myers arrived, her date said that, he, well, he lost his keys and asked her to drive. So he gave her directions. They ended up at a Taco Bell in the drive through lane. Well, then it gets worse. He then ordered 100 hard shell tacos. And moments later, the man told his date, Uh, I, what, I can't find my wallet. I don't know what I did in my wallet. Oh, huh. okay. Well, hmm. I, 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 maybe his wallet was with his lost keys. I don't know. But Myers said she would agree to pay. And they returned to his house only to eat the tacos at his kitchen table in total silence. It was then topped off back at his house when his dad wanted her to come see his studio before Myers decided this is over. Hey, you want to come see my studio? Now, there was a follow-up video. She said it cost 150 bucks for the tacos. It took him 15 minutes for the order to be made. Okay, look, I... Maybe I don't have a problem with a delicious taco date. Now, what I do take offense to is the fact that he didn't bother to order any Cinnabon Delights. I mean, okay, come on, that's a deal breaker, okay? I mean, really, a hundred tacos and men who keep their mouth shut? Girl, this sounds like absolute heaven. Everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media on Facebook, or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. -E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. In this week's Insane Week in Review, CNN political commentator Anna Navarro suggested that Democratic Senator Kirsten Sinema of Arizona deserved to be harassed in the bathroom by left-wing activists at Arizona State University. Of course, Navarro thinks this. She doesn't know any better because CNN has been harassing their viewers for years. But many women are defending Sinema after she was bullied in the bathroom. And so begins the hashtag MePoo movement. The U.S. Treasury is considering printing a trillion-dollar coin to cover America's debt. I just hope they don't accidentally use it to buy a Pepsi from the office vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> 
A new study finds that the Pfizer vaccine loses its effectiveness after six months. Luckily for Pfizer, this won't matter since the FDA and the CDC have lost their effectiveness a long time ago. A 31-year-old Florida middle school drama teacher was arrested after allegedly having sex on multiple occasions with a former student in her car. She's expected to receive multiple years in prison and one thank you card. She's devastated about the arrest, but not as much as the student. He's trying to give her a rock hammer to tunnel her way out of jail. You know, the Shawshank Redemption at a New York Jets game, the stadium broke out in cheers of F. Joe Biden. The Jets organization has apologized to the president, calling it inappropriate, but still a welcome change for the fans' usual chant of F the Jets. <laughs> Northwell Heath, uh, which employs about 76,000 people as New York State's largest health care provider, has fired 1,400 of its workers after they refused to get vaccinated against the coronavirus. We're firing doctors and nurses to show the world we're serious about fighting the pandemic? I don't know. Up next, we'll lay off the fire department as part of our commitment to curb arson. Kind of weird to see mask-wearing nurses get fired for not getting the vaccine. Unlike New York politicians, I was told that masks work. The U.S. Treasury is considering printing that trillion-dollar coin I told you to, to cover the, the to cover the country's debts. Right? Democrats call it math. A new study says uh, that adults feel happier when surrounded by houseplants. At least they feel happier than when they're surrounded by their spouses. A North Carolina woman who wore tight shorts on a date says she has contracted an infection and nearly died as a result of an eight-hour wedgie, or as the uh, hospital called it, a crack overdose. The Taliban hung the dead bodies of three alleged criminals in public view in Afghanistan, a shocking display reminiscent of the Islamic militant group's brutal regime of the late 1990s. Jeez, I mean, these guys are hanging up decorations even earlier than Lowe's and Home Depot, you know? The alleged criminals were killed by a man after they tried to break into his home. Deputy Governor Maulawi Shir Ahmed Muhar uh, told AFP, it's part of the stand your blown up ground law. And a Russian actress has successfully boarded the International Space Station to film a movie in zero gravity. But if you really want to see a movie with zero gravity, I recommend Ernest Goes to Jail. ESPN has pulled a reporter off the air for criticizing their mandatory vaccination policy. Or in ESPN terminology, she's been penalized for going out of bounds. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki grew flustered when reporters pressed her on ethics questions that was raised by an ambassador nominee attending an art show for Hunter Biden. You should have seen that art exhibition, by the way. The lines were crazy. And I'm, I'm just talking cocaine. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, President Biden's nominee to be the ambassador to India, attended the event in Hollywood for the first son-turned-novice artist who is seeking as much as $500,000 for his debut artworks. Uh, buyers will receive the painting of their choosing, a certificate of authenticity, 
and a pipeline contract in the Ukraine. Yeah, that's I don't know, maybe Hunter's artwork is worth the price. I mean, after all, if you've seen him with either a paintbrush or a prostitute, you know he's got a great stroke. Police say cocaine users are now stealing meat and using it to pay for drugs. And just when you thought they were going cold turkey. A new study has confirmed that the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine stops working over time, to which uh, the people who took the Pfizer responded, oh, thank heavens. According to a new report, the average American is spending an extra $175 per month due to inflation. Now, when asked about it, President Biden said that his favorite type of inflation involves balloon animals at the circus. Spurred by supply shortages and massive government spending, inflation has become an added tax on middle-class Americans coming out of the COVID lockdowns. Americans miss those days, you know, when the only thing inflated were their lungs after too much intubation at the hospital. A California man is suing a psychic for fraud because she allegedly failed to remove a witch's curse that an ex-girlfriend put on him, or as the Democrats call it, following the science. We'll have more about that story coming up in our weekend feed with Pancho Guerro. And Wendy's has turned its frosty milkshake into a breakfast cereal. It's now the only cereal officially classified as a comorbidity. Facebook is testing a video speed dating app called Sparked, which was chosen over its original title, Around the World in 80 Dongs. 18 former NBA players have been charged with defrauding the league's health and welfare benefit plan. Still the biggest fraud in the NBA, though, is the price of the stadium beers. And Dr. Anthony Fauci is warming or warning vaccinated people to wear masks outdoors this winter, even as cases continue to fall around the country. At this point, more would, I guess, take health advice from Dr. Pepper than Dr. Fauci. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to anything Fauci says of late. I mean, like wear a mask outdoors? At this point, he's just trying to pitch a reality show called The Remask Singer. Of course, the nice thing is if you don't like Fauci's new rule, just wait a couple of days and he'll change it. The New York Times was forced to make an embarrassing correction after reporting that 900,000 children have been hospitalized with COVID when that true figure was actually mm, 63,000. Yeah, long story short, never hire a research team that gets paid in Fritos and Zima. I mean, the, the reporter, it's poor reporter. I feel sorry for this poor reporter. I mean, if she gets one more story wrong, they're going to make her an editor at CNN. There's a new poll from Figo Pet Insurance that found that three in five people consider their pet to be their soulmate. And here's where it gets even stupider. Three in five consider a pet their soulmate. The other three consider it their dinner. I was shocked by that one. I mean, really bad news for guinea pigs. The survey was taken by a pet insurance company. Yeah, right. And you can tell that they're totally using it to manipulate people into buying insurance by the questioning, you know. Do you love your pet like a soulmate? Wouldn't it be terrible if something happened to it and you didn't have the money to get it fixed? Here's a brochure about pet insurance and you can get a free month if you sign up today at a discounted rate. A new study found that forest bathing will improve your mood and positivity and decrease your anxiety. What? Forest bathing? That's the fanciest term for skinny dipping I've ever heard. I mean, seriously, 
this isn't even a real study. It sounds like some pervert scientist was trying to get a gal's clothes off at a campground. Oh, you look really stressed out, man. You should probably do some forest bathing. That's kind of like whenever the, the term streaking came out and became really popular back in the 70s, you know. That's when they, they were streaking. This new fad, you know. I just call it running naked, you know. I know one thing. If my mom caught me running naked around in public, I'd have got streaked, if you know what I mean. Thousands of people marched in Rome to protest the city's workplace vaccine rule. It wasn't really that big of a protest. I mean, 20% of them are just tourists who figured, when in Rome? I mean, I knew Rome was out of control with COVID rules when I saw the statue of David wearing a mask. And Morgan Freeman told reporters at the premiere of his new movie, he does not want to defund the police. Lucky for him, Joe Biden thinks the police are a British rock band. 63-year-old Madonna put on a rather raunchy display during her performance in Harlem on recently. Uh, it was on Saturday Night Live. I don't know what it was. Anyway, she, she, she performed for 30 minutes and afterwards did a little singing. Unranked Texas A&M stunned number one Alabama, snapped the Crimson Tide's 19-game winning streak for the season and had a 41-38 upset. Right now, they're partying on campus like it's 1999 because that's their blood alcohol content. A&M is an agricultural school, and I think a lot of people got plowed after the game, you know. Southwest Airlines canceled hundreds more flights after the airline was forced to ground nearly 2,000 flights, blaming the issue on weather and staffing amid speculation. The debacle is really tied to the company's recent COVID-19 vaccine mandate. This is exactly why Spirit Airlines let their pilots choose what they put in their bodies. <clears throat> it's usually booze and weed, but you know, ultimately there's nothing to fear, folks. I mean, yeah, you know, Jen Saki says passengers on the 2000 canceled Southwest, Southwest flights aren't stranded. Researchers at Caltech have built a new type of robot that can walk, skateboard, and balance on a slack line in case we ever go to war with a San Diego middle school. A new study claims that heavy marijuana users who are also vaccinated may be more susceptible to breakthrough cases of COVID-19. So I guess it turns out all that coughing and wheezing isn't just the result of a solid bong rip. The study published in World Psychology found that those with a substance use disorder, a dependence on marijuana, alcohol, cocaine, opioids, and tobacco, were more likely to contract the coronavirus after receiving both of their vaccine shots. But if you think the COVID cases are high, you should see the people that took part in the study. This new, another study says Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine could require an update every two months now, which really proves once and for all it really was made by Bill Gates. More than 80 runners were rescued after a blinding blizzard through a uh, came through a blew through a what a 50 mile ultra marathon race in the Utah mountains. Dumped more than a foot of snow, left some runners hypothermic. The blizzard was the second most annoying thing in Utah, right behind the Mormons knocking on your door to try to convert you. I mean, see, this is why you should never run a marathon. You you, you can't get hypothermia sitting on your couch with a bag of Funyuns, okay? Lego has vowed to rid its toys of gender bias and harmful stereotypes. 
and then a push to make them more accessible to girls, you see. Or they could just make them more accessible to everyone by lowering the freaking prices. Jeez, the world's largest toy maker has already stopped labeling the products as for girls or for boys, and its website doesn't allow searches by gender. Now all that Legos are woke plastic people, they'll have a flourishing career in Hollywood now, you know. California is mandating gender-neutral toy aisles, too, which kind of gives a whole new meaning to Transformer toy franchise. And finally, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon say they were supposed to kiss each other on camera for a movie, but the scene was cut. Of course, the weird thing is, after the scene was cut, Ben insisted on rehearsing it anyway. Hey! This genius. I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing. And now this week's genius award. And this week's genius awards is going to a Michigan man who kept calling 911 and making threats with a butter knife. Who ended up in an arrest for domestic violence, uh, according to the. Ypsilanti Police Department police were called at around 10.40 at night or in the morning to a home in the 500 block of Hamilton Street for a report of a domestic disturbance. You see, resident at the home had called 911 to report being threatened with a butter knife by a significant other after an argument. Officers got to the home, spoke to both people, arrested the suspect for domestic violence, according to the police, but thankfully no injuries were reported. What an absolute imbecile. I mean... Much like the butter knife, he's not very sharp. You might say he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer, right? It's going to be tough to win his significant other over after this incident, though. I guess he's really going to have to butter her up. And then there's the 47-year-old female detention officer at a North Carolina jail who was being charged with having sex with an inmate. Karen Payton, an officer at the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office, was fired after warrants were issued for her arrest. Payton, who joined the department back in August of 2019, allegedly engaged in a sex act with a male inmate and gave him a tobacco product while he was in custody at the Mecklenburg County Detention Center in Charlotte. There is no place for this type of conduct or behavior in our detention facilities or agencies, says the Sheriff Gary McFadden. We face too many daily challenges here at MCSO to allow such behavior and activity to continue that could compromise the safety and security of our staff and our residents. Now, the accusations against Peyton do not reflect the professionalism and high standards required from Sheriff's Department staffers, added McFadden. Sheriff's officials said they could not provide additional information on the ongoing criminal investigation. Uh, Peyton of Charlotte was arrested on three felony counts of engaging in a sex act with an inmate at the lockup and a misdemeanor count of providing tobacco to an inmate. No word on how long she'll be sent away, but based on her actions, I'm guessing 69 years. She gave this inmate sex and tobacco. I mean, with that kind of treatment, the guy's never going to want to leave prison. Or how about this? An elderly man was seen leading the Florida State Troopers on a slow-speed chase in a viral video. This is a bizarre encounter that happened northbound on the Florida North uh, Florida Turnpike somewhere near mile marker 9 around 4.30 in the afternoon. At least three Florida State Trooper vehicles can be seen following this guy on his scooter who's driving on the left shoulder. Definitely a sight to behold. 
decked out in a white golf hat and a red polo shirt, this old geezer is driving well below the turnpike speed limit of 70 miles an hour, which you can clearly see in the video. Florida Highway Patrol telling Fox News troopers responded to the area and made contact with a 75-year-old Hispanic male who told him he had accidentally gotten on the highway and didn't know how to exit. The troopers escorted the man to the next exit ramp to a safe location off the highway. The Instagram user Sparrow Concepts shared the video and commenters had a field day at the spectacle. Riding dirty, wrote one Instagram user invoking the 2005 hit song Riding by Chameleonaire. This is why Miami's car insurance is so high, wrote another user. It's hilarious. I'm not surprised that this old man was driving so slow, you know. The only shocking part is that he wasn't holding people up in the left lane. <laughs> you know, I guess this I guess this scooter didn't have blinkers either, you know, because if it did, well, they'd have been on the whole time. And what about this? A man jailed for allegedly threatening the life of a woman transmitted the menacing message in sign language via a video text, according to police. 35-year-old Robert Soul was arrested on a felony charge and booked into the Pinellas County Jail, according to a criminal complaint. Soul sent the victim a video text described in sign language, I'll kill you, okay? I'll kill you. The woman told police that Soul, who is deaf, was upset because he believed she took his mail. Sowell lives at the Silver Lake Mobile Home Park in St. Petersburg, uh, though the landlord filed an eviction lawsuit against him and his ex-girlfriend for non-payment of several months of their $1,300.40 rent. Sowell's relationship to the target of the alleged threat is really unclear since the complaint contains redactions made by law enforcement officials due to the confidential victim information contained in the document. The victims, according to the cops, was in fear the defendant would cause harm to her. Sowell relocated to Florida from Michigan, where his rap sheet included multiple convictions for domestic violence, as well as convictions for assault and resisting police. So if this is how he treats women, he must be alone all the time. Now, let me just say that sign language isn't the only thing he uses his hands for. And if I was this lady, I would have signed right back at him, using only my middle finger, of course. And you got to check this one out. A 34-year-old Huntington County, Pennsylvania man was arrested for burglary after he broke into a home and stole a bottle of Mountain Dew. I actually had this story on the local news. I couldn't resist it. Matthew Lane is facing felony burglary charges after breaking into the home. Police were called just after three in the afternoon when the victim tells police that Lane entered his home without permission and took a bottle of Mountain Dew from the fridge. Lane was arrested for burglary, placed in the Huntington County Jail, on $75,000 bail as he waited for his preliminary hearing. Oh, how quickly the mighty fall! Poor guy went from doing the do to Bubba does you in a matter of seconds. $75,000 over a bottle of Mountain Dew? This is why my grandma always taught me to shop the generic brands. You know, a dented can of warm Mountain Lightning probably would have allowed him to post bail within 20 minutes. Jeez. <laughs> You'll never believe this. Firefighters called to a California beach to conduct a cliff rescue arrived to find the reported person clinging to the rocks. It was actually a mannequin from a movie shoot. 
Santa Barbara County Fire Department said witnesses at Hope Ranch Beach called 911 to report a woman in distress appeared to be stranded on the side of a cliff without proper climbing gear. Firefighters arrived with trucks and drones and utility vehicles, but the would-be rescuers soon discovered that that <clears throat> quote-unquote woman was actually a mannequin from a movie shoot days earlier, according to the department's tweets. The department said the witnesses, though, did the right thing, though, by calling 911. Better to call than not, said the tweet. Kind of, kind of completely reasonable to have thought that this was a real person. I mean, because, because after Gavin Newsom wasn't recalled, plenty of Californians felt like jumping off a cliff. I know that. I mean, hey, this could have been a real actress, you know, from the movie shoot, you know? Uh, they're all made of plastic, too, after all. Okay, one more, and this is my favorite. A naked man, and it. anytime a story starts off with a naked man, you know it's going to be a good one. But this naked man, wielding a lengthy and pretty thick homemade spear in Center Township, Ohio, was shot by deputies as he charged at them during an ambush attack. The suspect came within a couple of feet of deputies when he was shot and wounded after a woman called to report a naked man in his 50s pounding on her door, according to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. Deputies first received a report of a nearby suspected arson, and responding investigators found the residents didn't have any heat or electricity. Hours later, a woman called deputies just after midnight to alert them to a naked man who was in the entryway of her home trying to break in while yelling that he was stabbed and wanted in, according to the sheriff officials. Deputies returned to the area where the suspected arson was reported, along with Woodsfield's police, to find the naked suspect. After another person then called 911 to report that someone had been trying to break into his home and ripped off screen doors to the residence. Investigators couldn't find the naked suspect at the second home, but continued to check nearby residences where they tried to make contact with another homeowner. A naked male suspect then jumped out at the deputies and Woodsfield police in an ambush attack as they continued to look for him, according to the sheriff officials. The subject immediately charged officials with a homemade spear, came within a couple of feet of the officers before the suspect was shot, according to the department officials in a statement. Monroe County deputies and Woodsfield police gave first aid to the wounded man who was obviously taken to the hospital. I mean, I like the that the spear was described as lengthy and pretty thick. We could all hope to be so lucky. <laughs> Not only was he carrying a spear, but he was naked. There were just there were just clearly too many phallic objects out in the open at once. Anyway, if you ever thought that you've done something really stupid, I'm sure by now your attitude is greatly improved. So do somebody a favor who's probably feeling the same way. Share the podcast with them because stupidity is addicting. You know you're not going to want to miss the next episode. So click that little subscribe button and get your stupid fix and have these new episodes delivered when they're published. And by the way, this is just one of two feeds that I shoot out once a week featuring obviously this midweek bonus episode, but then every Saturday, the weekend feed features Pancho Guerro, my insane Florida nephew with stupid stories from Florida and beyond, as well as another round of the Insane Game Show, which you can also play along. I pick only the best five-star stupidity 
So please rate the podcast, give it a five-star rating, and write a real stupid review of the podcast, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Even if you got to lie a little bit, I don't care. The stupider, the better. I might even read your review on an upcoming episode. And don't forget, if you want to interact with me and the podcast, get real-time updates and such, you can join the Insane Eric Lane Telegram channel, the Stupid World Telegram channel, where I post the links to some of these stupid stories, all of them completely real. None of the names are changed because everybody does something stupid. When you join the Telegram channel, you can then leave a comment about the the article, something you've heard, a question you have, a, a comment about something, share something of, of that with your friends. Just go to t.me slash insane Eric Lane, t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You can see a preview of the channel, and uh, there's a little download button you can click and easily install the, tele- the Telegram app to your device. You, you can do it on a desktop or a mobile for Windows, Linux, for Android, Apple. And, of course, you're going to want to follow me on social media at Insane Eric Lane. It's Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook and Twitter. And you can contact me also, connect with me, by going to my website at InsaneEricLane.com. And I have one final thought. You know you are a parent when a root canal feels like a mini vacation. I know you're probably amazed at the amount of stupidity that's in this world, but you know, somebody has to actually go out and find them and write about them. So, There's no way this podcast could be as stupid as it is without the talented writers from some great places like Mr. Laughs Comedy and Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and Pulsar Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.